Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Charles Sabansi from the Dreamers Pro Show, and we want to welcome you guys to the Dreamers Pro Podcast, where we cover everything from sports, hot topics, classic debates, entertainment, and where we give you guys a fresh perspective on things and how we see them. Now, let's get started with the first topic of today's show. As you guys know, um, Shannon Sharp uh, has been a big hit on ESPN First Take, and it's something we're going to talk about. But before that, obviously, uh, he had a pretty he was on a pretty popular show at Undisputed called I mean Undisputed FS1 called uh, Skipping Shannon's Undisputed. The show had been on air for six plus years, and uh, when the show started, I thought it was a pretty good show. I, I, obviously, over time. I thought that some of their topics began to get stale because they would talk about four or five things every single day and it became pretty, pretty repetitive. And I thought that that was boring. But nevertheless, they were still getting 100 plus thousand viewers to come in every single day uh, and watch the show. Now, <clears throat> if you know anything about the people that conducted this show and Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp, number one, you know that Shannon is a very passionate person. Uh, you know, he can feel very strong about things. And uh, he's going to tell you what he thinks for the most part. The same case with Skip Bayless. But Skip Bayless is a a, a little bit more um, brazen in terms of he doesn't really care about who he offends as long as he feels that whatever he's saying is helping him drive home his point. And if it means that I have to go directly uh, at my co-host on live television, that's going to be the case. Now, prior to the separation of the breakup between these two gentlemen, we had actually been producing shows on our channel for well over a year where I was saying that I noticed some discomfort between the two of them. I said I always found it a little bit telling that before the you know before the show commenced at the end, uh, in the beginning, you would always see Shannon Sharp reach across the table first to give Skip Bayless a dap. And some people said, oh, man, you're reading too much into it. They had some blowups on television. Oh, my God, they're just doing this for TV, man. You read too much. This is what they're supposed to do because, you know, these people know. And I used to say, I always said it. I'm going to I'm going to reiterate what I used to say. <clears throat> Excuse me. I said, if these guys were as good as actors as you believe they are, they would be somewhere in a Hollywood set. That's what I said. That's what I said. Um, but then the beginning of this year happened. Um, the DeMar Hamlin situation came out and we all know about the blow up. We covered it around January. And then there was a Tom Brady thing, right? Where they were kind of going back and forth about Tom Brady. As you guys know, uh, Skip Bayless is a huge Tom Brady supporter. And he took some below the belt shots to Shannon Sharp on television. And a lot of people felt like that was a straw that broke the camel's back. A few months later or a few weeks later, we heard that Shannon Sharp was going to be leaving Undisputed. And then we heard that he was going to be leaving the show as soon as the NBA Finals ends. And sure enough, the day after the NBA Finals, they came out there, they did a show, and he said his goodbyes to everybody. Then he leaves. Created a lot of speculation, what happened, blah, 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 blah. In the midst of all of this, Stephen A. Smith, who had his own show called the Stephen A. Smith Podcast, the moment Shannon Sharp was let go of at uh, FS1, he came out on his podcast and he essentially started recruiting Shannon Sharp to ESPN. He made it clear and in no uncertain terms that he wanted Shannon Sharp to work at uh, on ESPN First Take and he would want him to be a part of the company. That's what Stephen A. Smith started saying and then he started lobby, lobbying uh, for him publicly. Fast forward some weeks later, some months later, 
Shannon Sharp gets picked up by ESPN and he becomes, uh, uh, what is it, a visitor on ESPN First Take twice a week, I believe on Mondays and Tuesdays, to discuss football. In the midst of all of this, Stephen A. Smith and Shannon Sharp have basically turned into Puffy and Mace, man, like Puff Daddy and Mace. I don't know who's Puffy. I don't know who's Mace uh, here, but they're everywhere, right? They're everywhere. They're going everywhere. Recently, they went to go see Deion Sanders' football team play. Uh, so they've been going everywhere. And Stephen A. Smith has also been making his media runs. And then recently, he had a sit-down on the uh, Joe Budden podcast. They were talking about a bunch of things, but inevitably, we all knew that they were going to discuss the situation between Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless and how they ended up forming a relationship on television. In this case, we're talking about Stephen A. Smith and uh, Shannon Sharp. And when Stephen A. Smith started to delve into the backstory of it, he re- he reveals some information, shocking information to a lot of people, which es- which essentially suggested that Shannon Sharp was pushed out at FS1 that he didn't leave on, on, on his own volition. So what we want to do is want to play what he had to say. It's not long uh, on the Joe Budden podcast. And then we're going to come back and react to his comments. Take a listen to what Stephen A. Smith had to say here to Joe Budden. The second that Shannon became available. Mm-hmm. And I like that you did this, by the way. Right. I like that you spoke. Hey, right. I make no qualm. I would like him over here. Mm-hmm. I like that for the business. But for the skip stuff, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, no, that, that's a jab. That, that hurts. You're going to go after the co-host so soon. You didn't care. I didn't look at it that way. Got it. I would have looked at it that way if Shannon left of his own volition. I'm telling you he didn't. Oh, I'm telling okay. you he was pushed out. That's the, that's the first time I've ever heard that. Well, I'm telling you. And it's fact. Now, they could deny it. He wouldn't. I can promise you that. He was pushed out. He didn't want to leave. Mm. He was notified that your services would no longer be needed. But again, that's his story to tell. But I'm telling you what I know. I'm giving you facts. It wasn't just that I knew that he had been doing television the last six years. I saw me from the standpoint of I was let go in 2009 and left for dead. And they were writing my epitaph, and they were like, Stephen A's career is over. He blew it. He had the opportunity of a lifetime. He, he, he effed it up and blah, blah, blah. There was nobody in the present-day Stephen A. Smith's position as the guy in sports media, as the executive producer for the number one sports morning show that could speak up for me at that time. Mm. And I said, this is why I'm here. It's my sure. responsibility. So, you know, it's nothing new. I'm at a point in time where if I don't want you on first take, you ain't coming on first take. That's it. And if I don't want you on first take and you ain't coming on first take, the likelihood is that you're going to have a problem getting on television because that's the number one morning show. And if Stephen A ain't feeling you for that show, why should we feel you for X, Y, and Z show? So you heard what he had to say. Essentially, um, he's saying that it wasn't Shannon's choice to leave. Uh, Shannon wanted to leave and uh, he was pushed out. He was pushed out. That's a bit surprising because the impression we had was their relationship had gotten so bad that Shannon Sharp elected to leave. I've also heard some comments out there by uh, from Shannon Sharp where he said, you know, you don't throw away a six and a half year relationship over a few bad disagreements. That's what he said. But for Stephen A. Smith to say that, 
um, it means that number one, he's obviously connected uh, to the situation and he knows what really went down because he said, and if you ask Shannon Sharp, he would agree as well, which makes you then begin to wonder, well, what happened? What really happened? Did Skip push him out? Was there something that was happening that made Skip Bayless say, listen, enough is enough? Now, we did hear reports that Skip was bothered. This according to reports. I don't know if it's true. We did hear reports that uh, Skip was bothered by the fact that Shannon Sharp was becoming so popular. Um, obviously, you guys know Skip Bayless has his own podcast called The Skip Bayless Show. Um, and it's not doing very well. And by the way, listen, let me just touch bases on this. Yesterday, I ran into a segment uh, from Skip Bayless's show. If anyone who runs that show, watches that, who's in charge of that show, sees what we have to say here, I'm just going to give you guys my opinion as an outsider and as a viewer. Why is Skip Bayless reading into the camera? I don't understand that. Skip is sitting there in front of a camera and reading his notes. If that's the case, why even show his face? It's not engaging to sit there and look at somebody read a piece of paper. Number one. Number two, it makes a lot of the things that you're saying seem contrived. Now, meaning that, I mean, it's so calculated because you're essentially writing down every single word that you're saying. It doesn't seem, it's not free-flowing, it's not natural. Now, I'm not saying that uh, you shouldn't have notes. Uh, I used to write down a lot of what I said before we did show. I did I did that for like at least a, the 2,000 videos, uh, the, uh, you know, the shows that we produce here. I, I wrote down every single note. It would take me forever to research, but then I learned to consolidate the information in my in my mind and made sure I had a grasp of it. And I actually learned that uh, from Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson said when they asked him, how can you go give an hour and a half, two-hour lecture, whatever it is, and not really use notes. And he said, the way that I'm able to do that is to ensure that I have an absolute command of what I'm talking about. Therefore, I can go anywhere uh, in any direction with the topic, but then also have a mental uh, alert system in my head, which allows me to kind of go back to my original train, uh, train of thought. You do it over time, you begin to master it. I don't know why Skip is doing that. But anyway, back to the point. Skip's show is not very successful. The Skip Bayless show. But then, when you look at Shannon Sharp's show, it's wildly successful Club Shay Shay is draw, is doing extraordinarily well. And now he just inked a deal uh, with the volume with Colin Coward. And now I see him doing a show with uh, uh, Chad Ochocinco. So maybe there was some of that there that maybe Skip felt uh, that he was being threatened in terms of on paper, he's the A side. But in reality, this guy is more popular than me on my own show. Was there an aspect of that? I don't know. I don't know. But what Stephen A. Smith is saying uh, makes one begin to think, well, if Shannon didn't leave that show uh, willingly, then what caused him to get let go? This is the question we have to ask. What caused Shannon let go? And finally, why now? Because Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless have been having disagreements on television for years. Skip, you're going to let me talk. You're going to let me. They've had this before. But what happened this time around? What really, really took place? And we're going to delve into this in another show uh, that we have coming out today, depending on the order in which you're seeing this show. 
um, th that goes into some of the comments that uh, Jason Whitlock put out there that we're going to touch on a little bit. But it really makes you wonder what really went on behind the scenes that caused them, according to Stephen A. Smith, to terminate his contract and essentially buy him out. What really happened? And the thing I the thing I just can't stand that Stephen A. Smith and these guys do sometimes, which really annoys me, they'll say, for example, you see LeBron James? Yeah, there was a time when LeBron James got jumped and he got beat up. But I would never go into his personal business and tell you all of that information. I'd rather allow him to do it. So why bring it up? You've already said, you already said the thing. You might as well complete the thought. Shannon Sharp was pushed out of ES, uh, FS1. You better believe it. But I won't go into all of the details of what happened because that's up to him. Then, bro, why are you bringing it up? Because you know when you say something like that, inevitably, people are going to want to know, okay, so what happened? Now, I would never divulge that information publicly. You just told the biggest part. If I say, oh, I saw so-and-so person get knocked out, I've pretty much said the story. Now, all people want to know is, how did it happen? But the embarrassment is already out there, so you might as well just finish the point. What is this? Oh, I heard, but I would never put it out. You've already put it out there. Because had you not said it, none of us would have known it. It's like some kind of dry snitching or something. I don't know how you would call it. But anyway, uh, these are my thoughts here. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. This one here has left me feeling confounded. I'm confused by what's happening. To give you guys a quick refresher, Stephen A. Smith uh, recently went on the Joe Budden podcast. During his visit, they were asked, though, excuse me, they asked him about the Shannon Sharp situation. Uh, at FS1 and how all of that ended. As Stephen A. Smith was talking, he then goes into this thing of Shannon was done wrong and essentially, I'm paraphrasing here, that he was forcibly removed from FS1, which surprised us because the way we saw it was, well, he left on his own accord. He left because he wanted to leave. It, it, it seemed abrupt, meaning that he was going to leave the day after the NBA Finals. It seemed abrupt. But we thought Shannon left because he wanted to leave because him and the things between him and Skip Bayless had totally deteriorated. And if you listen to Stephen A. Smith, he even went as far as saying, I can guarantee that is what took place. And if you ask Shannon Sharp this, he will not deny it. He will not deny it whatsoever at all. For us out here and outside, I don't know. We don't know. We don't know anybody. The majority of us don't know people working at FS1. So we can't verify whether or not what he's saying is true. Fantastic. Then this morning, I was doing research here, trying to figure out what to talk about today. And I came across a, a video clip from... Jason Whitlock's channel, his YouTube channel. Now, if you guys know anything about Jason Whitlock, um, he has some very, very strong views. Um, 
He says things that at times can get under people's skin. Um, he he doesn't hold back with his opinions. And if you're going to get offended by the, if you're going to get offended by what he's saying, I think his mode of operation is then that's your damn business. I'm going to go there and I'm going to say exactly what I think. But when I read the title, the title of his show says explosive. Jason Whitlock threatened people talking about, Oh, use the word shocking and all, but when these anyway, but they use it as part, but whatever. So he goes, the article, the headline goes explosive. Jason Whitlock threatens to expose it all. About a nine minute video. So I click on it. And I click on the video. And essentially, as I'm watching it, I'm hearing Jason Whitlock essentially calling BS on everything that Stephen A. Smith said in terms of Shannon Sharp being some type of victim. And as I'm listening to him, he's essentially saying that Shannon Sharp had this behavior that had gotten to the point where it became so intolerable that they had to let go of him because, because he was becoming problematic. And if Stephen A. Smith and Shannon Sharp continue to run their mouths, he's going to expose what really happened. So for those of you who didn't hear what Jason Whitlock had to say about this, sit back for this one. We want to play it for you now. And then we're going to come back and give you guys our thoughts on what he had to say. Take a listen to Jason Whitlock here. I'm going to say this, speaking more specifically uh, to Shannon Sharp. Cut it out. Shannon Sharp is trying to point a finger at a Fox executive or two uh, trying to smear them and put pressure on them and drum up a media storm of someone needs to be replaced, blame this executive, they pushed me out, blah, blah, blah. Shannon Sharp needs to cut it out. I know what happened at FS1. And if Shannon and Stephen A. keep pushing this agenda, I'm going to expose all that I know. And I know all of it. And so cut it out, guys. Shannon Sharp's HR file is amazing. And they wanted him out for very good reasons. Does, just, I just want you to know who Skip Bayless and Fox Sports and now ESPN are dealing with. Anybody at home, go call up the clip of a 50-year-old man sitting at courtside uh, with his gay fashion designer at a Lakers game and all that emotional energy and all that, uh, what went on with Shannon Sharp. Does that look like a man who can control his emotions? Or does that look like someone who would snap and do unprofessional things, unbelievably unprofessional things in any environment? Fox Sports had no choice None. Skip Bayless, in my opinion, had every reason to want Shannon Sharp out of there after the DeMar Hamlin situation. 
Skip Shannon Sharp <clears throat> to use a term from the shield or a gang term or what he basically greenlit Shannon Sharp. I mean, greenlit Skip Bayless. He threw Skip Bayless under a bus and had Skip Bayless concerned about his safety in Los Angeles. Cut it out. And so they're trying to, well, it wasn't Skip that wanted Shannon out. Skip had no choice but to want to be out from underneath a very dangerous and emotional person. Go watch the Lakers tape and ask yourself how many other 50-some-odd-year-old Hall of Fame athletes have you ever seen try to get in a fight with an NBA player sitting courtside? It doesn't happen because most people have more emotional control than that. And I get that many people don't like Skip Bayless. I get that Shannon Sharp is popular over social media. But y'all need to cut it out. Cut it. Leave it alone. Shannon, you're off with Stephen A. Smith. And now, Shannon, you're ESPN's problem. And when you snap there and can't control yourself the same way you couldn't control yourself at that Lakers game, that's their problem to deal with. But cut it out. Go do your show. Club Shay Shay is great. You got the deal with Cowherd and the volume. You're doing something with Chad Johnson. You've moved on to better things. Trying to smear people and damage people on your way out the door and, and, and to drag Stephen A. Smith into this and you're some victim and they wanted you out, cut it out. L- leave it off because I will go there. All the way there. Hmm. This, this <laughs> the guy you saw snapping at, at the Lakers game, that's Shannon Sharp in all yeah. environments. And, and some of this stuff, a lot of this stuff isn't a mystery. Go look and see why CBS Sports walked away from me and all the different allegations that made them uncomfortable. Cut it out. So you heard what Jason Whitlock had to say there. Before I even get into my point, I uh, get into my points and react to what he said. I just got to say this. Um. I'm all for people saying what they think. I'm all for people telling their truth. I'm all for people doing what it is that they want to do, to be totally honest with you. However, uh, there's something that I have to talk about and I have to, I have to, I have to, I have to, I have to speak my piece on this. I'm not saying that what Jason Whitlock is saying is not true. I'm not saying that. However, what, why is it always black, 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 black? Why is it always black, black, black? Per this, it, all the, all, the, all the, all of the commentary seems to be targeted. I'm not calling race here, and as a matter of fact, I'm qualified to talk about this because I'm a black person calling this out. So I would find it quite offensive for another person that's not black to then say you don't have an opinion, you don't have a right to talk about this because it's not true. I'm black, so I'm, I'm noticing something that, I, that that is constantly targeted towards me. Why is all of the commentary not saying that it's not true, but why is it constantly black, black, and is always negative, black this, black that is negative, black, black. My like, when is it finished? 
Black guy did this. Black guy did that. Black people are doing this. Black people are doing that. Black people are doing this. Black people are doing that. You go to other channel. Black women are doing this. Black women are doing that. Black women. Who are these black people you meet? I don't know all of these black people you're talking about. Are there some bad actors in uh, the black community? Yes. Folks, they're bad actors in every single community. If you're going to be talking like this, spread the love. Spread the love. Why is it always at black, 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 black? Why? Why is it always that? Why is it always that? Why is it always that? Every single day, it's like, okay, okay, let me see what this black guy did, what this black woman did, what this black guy did. Don't you have anything else to talk about? You know, is there are, are black people the only people that are doing things wrong, are doing things that are wrong? What is this? Why is it always black, black, black? What is this? I'm noticing this that some people do. If it's not black guys, it's black women. What the what is going on with this? It's getting weird. And I think any person that came from the race that the person is discussing, I don't care if you're Italian. If there was an Italian person that's constantly criticizing Italian people, you would say at a certain point, man, are Italians the only people in the world? Are they the only people? In, I mean, really? Is this your job, the ambassador of saying what the hell is wrong with Italians? Or if a Chinese guy was doing this? Or if a, Ger uh, a German-American guy? Like, bro, are there, are there not other people out there? What is this black, 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 black thing? It's it's weird. Like, what is this? And why are you always talking about just the negative side of blacks? What the, What is this? Not saying that what some of the things he's saying are not true. But why is it always this angle? Why are you doing this? What is this? And then at the end, you just, we're going to sit up here and talk about, oh, I'm not into race. Of course you're into race. Everything about your saying is all race. But it's only targeted at one group. Why? Why do you get such a kick out of criticizing yourself? What is this? I just find that to be weird. And I've never said this, but it's something that I... And he's not the only one doing this, by the way. He's not the only one doing this. I'm not saying that you cannot point out things that are wrong within a community. I'm not saying that. We need people like that that are going to call it for what it is. But when it's constantly just one talking point or one angle you're taking it seems like there's some issue that you're having with blacks i don't understand and the thing i can't understand above all of that let me just finish this point i get to the show is when you then now invite other people and other races to then sit down and then open up your you know what to have them critique you it's like yeah look at what these blacks are doing what do you think about the way these blacks are behaving? what kind of what the hell is that about do they call your black ass up there when they're ready to talk about the stuff going on in their community? Do they call you up and be like, yo, what do you think about? They're not calling you. Why are you so quick to throw your throw blacks under the bus? What is this? I just find it to be weird. And there are a lot of people doing this. No one is saying you can't say what you got to say. But this constant, it's always, ah, aren't you tired? Come on, like enough is enough. Even if it was your parent, you'd be like, you ain't got nothing nice to say about me every time Every time you see me, you're always frowning, you're always upset. I need to get the hell up out of this house. What's wrong with this person? They're always mad at me. I'm sick of this. Black, 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 black people are doing this in black culture. It's enough with it. If you're going to be just talking about blacks and talk about other people as well, it makes it seem like you got some issue with black people and all black people are not like that. These black people that you're referring to, I don't even know them. If you're going to say this, say not all blacks are like this. There's some great blacks. Take, take a week and let's say just positive things about blacks for God's sakes. What is this? Anyway, 
Excuse me. It was just something that was sitting on my chest. Enough is enough with it. Like enough is enough. Come on. Back to what he's saying. I don't know what really went on there because the image that he's portraying seems like the, the, the Shannon Sharp I knew, I mean, I don't know him, but the Shannon Sharp I know from afar, like most of you, it seems like he's this other person. He's also suggesting that the situation that took place at the Staples Center at the Laker game, when Shannon got into that altercation, it was an alter, it was a full blown altercation with the Memphis Grizzlies players. Maybe that played a major role uh, in him being let go from FS1, because maybe when you know, because Stephen A. Smith recently said he was forcibly removed. Maybe it was that. And if that's the case, then we got to explore it from that angle. What am I talking about? Well, let's look at it from the standpoint of Skip Bayless and the standpoint of FS1 as a brand. Skip Bayless. Okay, I vouch for this gentleman to be on my show, right? Skip Bayless is almost never in the news, ever. You rarely see him. Last video I saw Skip Bayless outside of the show was him driving some Lamborghini uh, truck Pulling off and he goes, <laughs> I just started cracking up, right? But you don't hear anything about Skip. But in the case of Shannon, he's more outgoing. He's more within, you know, he's more, you know, he's he's out. He, he, he just he goes outside. He goes outside, right? And that's fine. But maybe Skip was saying, bro, wait a minute. I brought you on this show, man. We got a good show. And you out here getting into this type of fight and doing all those type of things. Bro, this is bringing bad publicity to this show. What are you doing? And then FS1 is like, we don't want one of our personalities, on-air personalities, going to a Laker game and making a type of spectacle. Because then when people begin to inquire about who was that, what was that about? They're going to say, and then it's going to bring some negative press in their direction. I don't know. I don't know. But the way he's talking makes it seem as if Stephen A. Smith and Shannon, but Stephen A. Smith and these guys are on some type of smear campaign against Skip Bayless and if they don't stop it he's going to reveal what really happened the thing then becomes if he reveals what truly happened and Stephen A. Smith reveals what truly happened which one is the truth which one is the truth because Stephen A. Smith is saying he doesn't like what happened to Shannon Sharp which means that he's speaking from a standpoint and maybe whatever happened to him was unfair but uh uh, uh, Jason Whitlock is saying no what he did caused him to get thrown out of there now it's important that I say this an important distinction Stephen A. Smith knows people that work at FS1 uh, Jason Whitlock used to work at FS1 so maybe he's more plugged in I don't know I don't know but it really threw a monkey wrench in this entire operation because I was thinking, well, Shannon was the one that was wrong, blah, 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 blah. And then he'd bring out this information. And I'm like, wow. Now, the only way we're going to get to the bottom of this is if, it, is if, excuse me, Stephen A. Smith himself, because now people in the media, because I was criticized, all you do is talk about what other people talk about. Well, it seems like people have been reacting to a lot of things other people are talking about. The only thing that will happen is, the only way we can finally get to the bottom of this is if Stephen A. Smith uh, catches a whiff of what Jason Whitlock has to say, had to say, and then goes out there and responds to him 
then we're going to really get to the nitty gritty. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. Let's talk about some damn Deion Sanders. You know, obviously, we know Deion Sanders primetime, uh, one of the greatest football players of all time, big personality guy. But I'm noticing something with Deion Sanders, and this could just be me. I could be 100% wrong. This is just my view. You guys can let me know what you think. I'm noticing a similar effect. Uh, I'm, I'm, notice, I'm noticing a similarity between Deion Sanders and Shannon Sharp. Here's what I'm talking about. Shannon Sharp, like Deion Sanders, was a, pro, was a former uh, football player, played, for the, played in the NFL, Hall of Famer. We got, we got this. But nowadays, Shannon is known more for being a television personality and a guy to talk sports than he was an NFL player. That's what even Shannon Sharp has said at times. Like people walk up to him because of the show, not because they didn't even realize this guy played in the NFL. Well, in the case of Deion Sanders, Deion Sanders is being talked about more today for what he's doing with this Colorado team than what he did as an NFL player. It's a very, very interesting thing. And it shows you how a career change can really revitalize your public image, and your popularity. I mean, it's like a second career for these guys. Really. Think about this. Deion Sanders signed a five-year deal with this team where they're paying him $29.5 million. $29.5 million. I mean, back in the day, that's like an NFL contract. And you know he's only going to get bigger. Some people are even suggesting that maybe we may see Deion Sanders coaching an NFL team in the future. I don't know. But to me, it's just amazing how this is happening, right? How, How it's happening. Now, speaking of that, if you know anything about Deion Sanders, you know that he's a very outspoken gentleman. He's one of those people that if you doubt him and he proves you wrong, he's going to let you know. He's not one of those people like, I'm going to take the higher way. You're like, nah, you was down. You was the one talking and I'm going to let you know that you're wrong for doubting me. That's Deion Sanders uh, in a nutshell, right? That's Deion Sanders in a nutshell. Now, this morning I was doing some research. And I came across an article from uh, Front Office Sports that basically was suggesting that Colorado becomes college football's most expensive ticket. Most expensive ticket. But before we even get into that, there's this drama that's taking place around Deion Sanders and is centered on some comments that Colorado State head football coach Jay Norvell made about Deion Sanders recently that I want to get into. And we're going to be reading from USA Today. So basically, uh, this article starts off with the headline, I'm a grown man. Deion Sanders fires back at Colorado State coach Jay Norvell's glasses remarks. The article continues on. Colorado State head football coach Jay Norvell appeared to criticize Deion Sanders Wednesday when he said on his week weekly coaches show that he takes his hat and glasses off when he talks to grown-ups because that's what his mother taught him. By contrast, Sanders often wears a hat, sunglasses, or both at news conferences for interviews or inter- or in interviews when appearing on camera as a head coach of Colorado. That's his style. And now Sanders has fired back at Norville and his team as his team prepares to host Colorado State, which is on one in game in a game Saturday night in Boulder on ESPN. I'm a grown man, Sanders said on his weekly coaches show Thursday night in Boulder. 
Don't tell me what I'm supposed to wear and what I'm not supposed to wear, please. Norville's comments came after he said his players have to do, uh, uh, have had to do videos with ESPN this week in the buildup to Saturday's game. He said they came away from that with a chip on their shoulder. They're tired of all of that stuff, Norville said on the show. They're really tired of it. And I sat down with ESPN today, and I don't care if they hear it in Boulder. I told them I took off my hat and I took off my glass and I took my glasses off. And I said, when I talk to grown-ups, I take my hat and glasses <laughs> off. That's what my mother taught me. The CSU fans in the crowd at Norville's game, uh, Norville's show in Fort Collins, then clapped and laughed in support, seeming to know what exactly Norville was talking about, even if he didn't mention Sanders' name. Norville also didn't seem to care that he might be playing with fire making these comments after finishing 1-11 last year. The Buffaloes are 2-0 under Sanders, at least partly because they said they uh, they have fed off of the perception, yeah, the perception that they have been disrespected by the outside world or opposing coach, as was in the case last week's uh, last week last week's win over uh, Nebraska, and then the article then goes on to say a bunch of other things. So you can see that there's some drama there, but I want to pause that for a second. And really get into these numbers that these guys are putting up there and talking about Deion Sanders. So let me get into what this article uh, had to say here. It says, demand for Colorado's Buffalo's tickets continues to surge for Deion Sanders' coach team. The average secondary market ticket price for Colorado home games is now $517, an 11% increase since last week's win over Nebraska. Data provided by Ticket IQ shows that since Colorado's Week 2 win to start 2-0, the Buffs have overtaken Ohio State for the highest average ticket in college football. The Buckeyes now rank second at $512 for home games, knocking them out of the top spot for the first time since the start of the 2020-2021 uh, season. Colorado's secondary ticket prices are up 163% since this uh, since before the start of this season, which began uh, with the Buffs unranked before beating TCU and Nebraska to climb to number 18 on the AP poll. CU prices are up a whopping 327% since the beginning of last season's ticket sales. The Coach Prime Effect continues Saturday as both ESPN and Fox Sports will host their pregame shows, host pre, their pregame shows in Boulder for Colorado's home game against Colorado State on ESPN. It marks the first time for Fox Sports' big, big noon kickoff show will air from the site of a game that networks isn't broadcasting. While ESPN's College Game Day will be in Boulder for the first time since 1996, Ticket IQ shows CU CSU's ticket price priced as low as $224 and as high as $783. Colorado's October 13 game against Stanford is currently the hottest remaining home game with the lowest secondary resale price at $693 per ticket IQ. The next most expensive is USC Colorado at Folsom Field on September 30th with tickets starting at 300 
and 78. Colorado sold 430,000 worth of tickets in just three days following its season opener, opening road win over TCU. The Buffaloes have the second highest year-over-year -year ticket price increase, 327% uh, in college football, according to Ticket IQ, trailing only uh, Tulane's 548% increase coming off of their first AAC conference title and a cotton ball Cotton Bowl win over USC. So you heard what the article had to say there. You heard the numbers. And I think that some of this is playing into some of the criticisms that Deion Sanders uh, is receiving. Here is the fact of the matter. When you're unsuccessful, not only does nobody give a damn about you, Nobody's even bothered to even talk about you. No one. I give you guys a practical application of what I'm what I'm saying right now. When we started off this channel, let's say when we were around five to ten thousand subscribers, we would produce the show. However, we titled the show, whatever it was, nobody cared. Nobody cared. Why? Because number one, the show wasn't really getting that much views at that time. And number two, you're not really making any money, right? No, there's no brands looking to work with you, nothing like that. But the minute you start growing, the minute you start receiving some, some success, the minute other companies want to collaborate with you, all of a sudden now, you have all of this chatter. All of a sudden, you have all of these haters. You see, when you're not doing well, you don't have any haters because there's nothing for them to hate on. It's like, why would I hate on you? You're not doing anything. But the minute you start doing well for yourself, all of a sudden it brings out these type of people. That's usually how it works for everybody. And I think it's the same case with Deion Sanders. If his football team was unsuccessful, they would not even be talking about him. They wouldn't be. But in this case, not only, think about this. Not only is this guy talking the talk, he's walking the walk on the field and off the field. What am I saying? Number one, his team is winning, which is the most important thing. They're winning. Number two, apart from the winning, he's actually moving the needle. He's generating a lot of buzz for college football and especially for that Colorado program. A lot. Did you just hear the data? I mean, those numbers are real. This is what success breeds. There's always a positive and a negative. No one, Deion Sanders has been wearing his, his, his cowboy hat for years, for years. I forgot the other school he was at uh, before. Was it Florida? I forgot the name. Oh, by the way, somebody wanted to reprimand me for not remembering, remembering the name of the school. And I'm like, bro, what, do you, what, what, what is this? What, what, what's going on here? Who told you it's my job to be remembering? If you remember, good for you. We don't talk about football every day. So if I forget sometimes, it happens. What do you have against the school? It's like, bro, are you even serious? Why would I have something against the school? Why are you so emotional? How about this? Anyway, when he was there, he was still wearing his cowboy hat and his glasses. There are videos all over the internet of Deion Sanders dancing with it. That's him. It's not like as if it's some new thing. He's not acting brand new. This is who he's always been. And personally, I thought it actually made him look cool and he stands out with his, with his hat on his head. What's the big deal? He has a hat and he's wearing glasses. Maybe it's sunny. Why does that even matter? <clears throat> Excuse me. Why does it even matter? 
And this is what happens when you're successful. People then begin to nitpick. They'll nitpick anything, anything they can think of, they'll do it. Next thing you know, they're going to be talking about why doesn't he have any facial hair on his head? Why doesn't he have a, a scrub? Why doesn't he have a goatee on his face? Why is he always well shit? Why is he always smiling? Why is he always laughing? Why is he? This is what happens. Because when people cannot attack your success, they attack you. That's it. When they cannot attack your success, they attack you. This is just the fact of the matter. There was an example and some dudes thought it was, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, some dudes thought it was funny. Like, we got some cats watching these shows. They're not watching it for sports. They're not. They're watching it to look at me and analyze me. One dude was like, yo, son, what's up with your hairline? What's up with all of this? Whatever, what's up with that? First of all, bro, I, I, my predisposition in life is not my hairline. When I was in high school, when I was in high school, nobody cared more about their hair than me. I had my do-rag. I always had my brush in my back pocket everywhere. Combing, 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 combing my hair. I'm 36 years old, bro. Like, yeah, my hair can be scruffy at times. I don't give a damn. I'm working. I'm, 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 I'm doing things for myself and my family. I'm more preoccupied with that. I'm not preoccupied like, oh, I got to make sure my hairline is crisp every two days for these dudes because I got to keep first, number one. Number two, why are you looking at my hair? Like, this is the point. Instead of look, listening to the content and what I'm talking about, they're like, how are we going to talk about him? How are we going to talk about the way he looks? How are we going to talk about like, this is what they do. So for him being bothered that Deion Sanders doesn't take off his glasses or take off his hat, how many people have we seen outside talking with their damn glasses on with a hat on their head. Is is Deion Sanders the only one? Is he the only one? Like, let's be for real. Is he the only one? So he should take off his glasses when he's talking to you? So what? If that's what you do and that's how, that was your upbringing, fantastic. That is fantastic. But then to start questioning, oh, you know, my mother raised me this way. Your mother raised you the way she raised you. Fantastic. Don't go around and start criticizing the way people raise. And that's why... um. <clears throat> I came across a clip yesterday of uh, uh, Ryan Clark going off on this guy. He's like, instead of sitting there spending time talking about your opposing coach's way of behaving, why don't you spend that time focusing on your team and not losing? He's like, you haven't even won a game this season. And you're talking about this guy, which means that Dion is really begin, beginning, excuse me, to irk a lot of people. He's really beginning to become threatening. Because he's maybe not doing things the way they want him to do things. But I think the fans don't care. I think the fans just want to see their team win. If they cared about his hat and his glasses, they wouldn't be going to these games. They don't care. Because they're probably like, we've had a lot of coaches that had a nice haircut. They were clean shaven. They didn't wear no damn glasses and a cowboy hat when they went on when they went to go talk to the press and they went as a damn thing. Go look at the record of Colorado before he took over. I think they were what one of one and eleven. They are actually they actually have they already have more wins this year than they did all the last season. And you up here talking about his glasses or his hat. Imagine his glasses and his hat. This is where we at. What's next? P. Diddy should take off his glasses before he talks to you? Cut it out. Focus on the game. Let's keep it on the game. When you start garnering the type of success and the intention that he's garnering for the right things by actually winning, 
and making his program successful and earning his salary, then we'll take you seriously. But the numbers show he's the real deal. And for his haters to be running around, tell, oh, well, what is, what is, like, stop. It just looks like, it looks like you're threatened by the guy. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. Let's get into it here. Let's get into the nitty gritty. As you guys know, Shannon Sharp uh, has been a major hit. Um, since he made his debut on ESPN uh, First Take with Stephen A. Smith. As you guys know, ESPN First Take is the number one morning sports show in the United States. The number one, right? And Stephen A. Smith lets us, he's going to, he'll never let us forget this because he tells us this every month or so, we're number one, we're number one, we're number one, we're, we're number one, we're number one. But when we heard the news that Shannon Sharp was becoming a free agent, and he could potentially end up working at ESPN First Take with Stephen A. Smith. A lot of us were like, are you freaking kidding me? I would love to see how this duo would work on television. A lot of people. So the weekend before he made his debut, I believe it was on September 8th or something like this. He did, Or September 4th, something like that. Before he made his debut on um, uh, ESPN First Take, Shannon Sharp's Club Shay Shay released a podcast. Now get this. In the span of two days, I believe that podcast generated 1.8 million views. One, let me say one, one, once more, 1.8 million views. That's the entire podcast. 1.8 million views. So you could just tell the level of interest and excitement uh, that was that was around that news of Shannon Sharp going in the spirit. Which I, and I thought, uh, yes, man, I thought that was brilliant. By the way, as a preemptive strike to kind of get people ready as a primer. So he goes on ESPN first take. He comes out there with the cowboy hat and they do their their stuff. And then, of course, the, what is it? Shannon Sharp calls Stephen A. Uh, Stephen A. Smith, Skip Bayless, Skip. And then people would call about that, blah, 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 blah. So people have that. He goes there. He does his two shows. Then a few days later, what some of us were waiting for was, well, what were the numbers? What were the ratings? What were the ratings? Well, apparently, his debut on FS1 was an absolute a uh, major, major, major hit. So let me just read a report from the spun.com that actually talks about the viewership numbers of Shannon Sharp during his, uh, on his first take uh, debut. This article was published on September 8, 2023. It says on Monday, hall of fame tight end Shannon Sharp made his debut on ESPN's first take. That episode turned out to be a massive hit with the general public. According to front office sports, this Monday's episode of first take averaged 754,000 viewers that made uh, it the second most watched episode of the year for ESPN's debate show. ESPN ratings for Sharp's debut ep uh, episode on first take Trump FS1's Undisputed, which had 215,000 viewers that day clearly sports fans were eager to see how sharp would interact with Stephen a smith especially after spending seven years debating skip bayless espn's tv ratings for first take could receive another boost fairly soon pat mcafee is expected to join Stephen a smith and shannon sharp every tuesday on first take per the per the same report uh, from front office sports his loyal fan base will most likely want to hear what he has to say on that platform. And then the article then goes on to say that. Now, it's also important that I mention this. The second day, that show averaged about 550,000 viewers. So Shannon Sharp, in terms of the numbers, had a very, very successful 
uh, debut on ESPN uh, first take. And, you know, he was doing he was doing uh, what is it? Um, uh, pretty, pretty well. Then this morning I was doing some research and I came across uh, what is it? Um, a report from front office sports where they were essentially talking about these astronomical numbers that Shannon Sharp is putting up. And apparently in the process of all of this, they're suggesting that they're actually Shannon Sharp and these guys are leaving Skip Bayless in the dust. So let me go ahead and read uh, what the article has to say. It says Shannon Sharp boosts first take ratings, leaving Bayless behind. Stephen A. Smith recruited Simulation's recruitment of Shannon Sharp to uh, First Take continues to pay dividend for ESPN. The three-time Super Bowl champ returned to First Take early this week with this, with Smith and Molly Kerm. For the second week in a row, their audiences dwarfed those of Skip Bayless' rival Undisputed Live on FS1. On Monday, after the first weekend of the NFL season, First Take posted 626,000 viewers to 185,000 for Undisputed. On Tuesday, the day after Aaron Rodgers' season ended injury, First Take drew 717,000 viewers compared to 118,000 for Undisputed. That was the third biggest audience for First Take this year behind only Sharp's Labor Day debut in February 13th in the February 13th episode after the Super Bowl after Super Bowl 57. Sharp's appear uh, Sharp appears on First Take uh Mondays and Tuesdays. The two at the two-day average for his shows this week was up 22% from the comparable uh episodes last season. These numbers are also nearly double the show's average audience of 363,000 viewers in July. And then basically, um, the article then concludes that uh, with New York Jets superfan Mike Greenberg in mourning over Rogers' injury, Get Up also had a huge Tuesday averaging 658,000 658, viewers for a 59% uh, increase. Bayless and FS1 have fought back by landing Colorado's coach Deion Sanders, the hottest name in sports, two weeks in a row on Undisputed. And then basically uh, the article then goes on to say a bunch of other things. Basically what this article is telling me is that Shannon Sharp is moving the needle at, uh, at ESPN First Take. He's moving the needle. Whether we like it or not, the guy is putting people in the seats. I mean, he's having like a he's having a profound effect on the on the viewership. For them to basically be doubling their viewers, ESPN wasn't getting five hundred thousand viewers a day. I mean, the high days they would, but uh, for him to bring in that much of a bump, basically with him on the show, they're averaging over six hundred thousand viewers per episode that he's on the show. You we <laughs> we can't deny those numbers. We can't deny it. This guy is really moving the needle. Just today, I saw them. Uh, where did they travel to? I believe they traveled to uh, Denver, getting ready to prepare for Deion Sanders' next game. So these guys, man, they're a massive hit. And uh, it looks like ESPN uh, pulled off a genius move by getting Shannon Sharp because people are watching. And people are watching more than they were watching before. And people at Undisputed uh, FS1 are watching less than they were watching before. So what's the difference in terms of FS1's uh, Undisputed Live? I watch it. Um, I think Michael Irvin is pretty good, although right now it's pretty, pretty much being dominated by the NFL. Uh, I think Keyshawn Johnson is good, but he's more of a Shannon Sharp. He's up there like yesterday. They were discussing 
um, what is it, the NBA's new load management rule, and he's there defending it. And he said, Keyshawn Johnson said that NBA players today are working harder than ever. <laughs> Skip was like, you can't even quantify that. Michael Irvin was like, no, they're not. Like, no, like, why would you say, like, what, what was going I think it's takes like this that really hurt his show. But uh, we have to wait and see. I think it's going to be very, very hard uh, for Undisputed Live to catch up to um, ESPN. Because number one, ESPN was already, ESPN First Take was already the bigger show to begin with. And then you get this magnetic personality like Shannon Sharpie put him on the roster. Good luck catching up to them. I think it's going to be like this forever. Thank you for listening to today's show. And don't forget to let us know what you think about today's show on iTunes or any of your favorite podcasting platforms.